Hello, everyone, and welcome to the ZK Techo USA podcast, the podcast where we discuss all things access control and access control related. I'm your host and face of ZK Techo USA, Joe Freed, and I'm joined today by our very special guest, Carrie Berman. Carrie, thank you for joining me today. No, I'm glad to be here. So, Carrie, you are our manufacturer rep here on the left coast. Uh, what are the territories that you represent? Working primarily the coastal states, including Nevada. So we have uh, nine, nine states. Okay. And how long have you been in the industry and how did you get your start? Well, I've been in the industry for 38 years and I've done everything in this industry other than work at Best Buy. So I've done, you know, installations. I've worked for other, you know, integrators and um, I've worked for other rep firms, uh, worked in distribution. I've basically done all of it. So. And now you are the president of your own manufacturer's rep firm. That's how right. how would you characterize the role of a manufacturer's rep? Now, we we have quite a bit of responsibility to manufacture to the manufacturers that we are contracted to represent. Um, our role is to market products. Um, in the marketing process, sales comes to is part of the picture. Uh, we also do PR and we make recommendations to the manufacturers on things that we find could be done better or should be done for customers to support them properly or for distributors to support them properly. And how would you go about <clears throat> choosing which lines you represent? How do you go about choosing your access control line or your camera line? Well, I look at the products initially to see if the products make sense to uh work with the rest of our lines because it is a requirement to be synergistic with the other product lines because that way when you go into a customer or an integrator you're able to talk about you know a number of different things which is how we are able to maximize our time uh, then we look at whether the company has a business plan uh, a proactive commission and and uh, plan and and whether they're recognized in the marketplace as, as being a qualified manufacturer that the, the integrators and the distributors are interested in. All right. And what changes in the security industry, or even more specifically, the access control industry, have you seen over the decades? I don't want to date you, but I can say decades. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So 38 years in the industry, I've seen quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, most of the integrators that we see today um are very technically savvy except for you know there there's always the need for training the biggest problem that i see today versus you know many years ago is that technology is moving at a much faster rate the new developments of new techniques to do things with and way and uh, applications are much more sophisticated than they were way back when um more, I mean, obviously, a few years ago, nobody would have been talking about like a, a mobile credential or accessing the system from your yeah, phone. No now question. everybody needs it. <clears throat> well, it's just like we were discussing earlier today, you and I, when we were driving over to where we're, you know, we're running a training class right now. And we we're discussing the reality of biometrics versus versus card access and key credentials, uh, key, you know, key fobs and key codes. Um, that I, I imagine those technologies to eventually go away because in, in, and replaced by 
biometrics because it's less to manage for for the end user. It uh, they don't get lost, they don't get stolen, they don't have to be replaced, and there's a limited you know cost factor that there's a savings on. Less to manage and less to worry about. Right. Exactly. Now, if I give you a card, I have to worry: Are you going to give that card to somebody else? You right. Can't really do that with your fingerprint. Or is the card being copied? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. is the fob lost or broken? Or stolen? Or stolen? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we we spoke before about uh, handheld devices. So obviously, no one had cell phones twenty twenty five years ago. Now everyone has a cell phone. Have you seen now that integrators and users want to be able to manage the system from their phone? They want to be able to access the system from anywhere in the world. Yeah, we were also talking about that earlier. Uh, the thing is, Joe, when you're looking at new technologies and things of that nature, end users don't want to manage fobs and they don't want to imagine key, manage key uh, cards and, and uh, key codes um, because those things can easily be taken from a, from a customer. Whereas new technology... Um, is also being driven by the end user. The end user, which is even the people at a step even beyond the actual company you're, you're, that's buying the system, but the individual using the access control system wants it simpler. They don't have to reach in their purse or in their pocket to get a key, key card out or a key fob out. They, they don't want to have keys to their cars. They want to push a button and make it happen. <clears throat> so, uh, there's a couple of companies on on the market, and of course, you guys have an an app for for doing some of the uh, features of your access system. The uh, there's there's apps that allow you to activate the app, and it will release the door uh, by interconnection to from the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, there are more sophisticated systems. There's also those as well. You can also check reports and uh, grant a user access all from your phone now. Right. And, and the other thing is, is I've actually identified an application where the phone could actually take away access. And um, <clears throat> recently I've had a, uh, a uh, daycare center that has asked me, would the system identify the phone? And if the person's phone number is logged into the software, would it, if it identified the phone by its phone number, could it not release the door is mm-hmm. or lock the door in a lockdown situation? Well, a daycare center, the biggest concern they have is when you get a, a parent that has maybe a restraining order from another parent and they're not supposed to pick up the son or daughter. Mm-hmm. And, and that would be a very interesting application that we're not familiar with that we haven't had before. And, and it goes along and along the lines with, you know, Alzheimer's, you know, types of systems that they use in hospitals where when the person is ta- has a tag on their body, uh, usually a wristband, they come close to the door, the door locks instead of opens, mm-hmm. you know. So there are, some, there are many new technology applications out there and it's just who's going to address them first and make and promote them properly. And access control, it's really not just granting access, just as importantly, or maybe even more importantly, is restricting access and denying people access. Well, you know, and that's kind of what it's kind of what Ray said earlier when we were doing our training this this morning. He says it's actually access denied instead of access controlled. 
because it's denied. You're denied until you prove that you belong in the facility that you're attempting to get access to. Exactly. So what advice would you give, let's say, somebody who wants to become a manufacturer's rep or just break into the security industry in general? What, what would you say to them? Well, that's a two-part question. And the first part is is to get a job with a dealer, a you know, qualified integrator, have a have some education in electronics prior to going into the industry, kind of know things like simple things like what Ohm's law is and and how it applies to a daily in your daily usage. But more importantly, when you when you start down that road, get out there and pull wires under buildings and through attics, learn how it's done, understand the integrator and what their their issues are and how they need to need you to be as good as you can be to to get their jobs done in a timely fashion meeting you know meeting budgets and and not creating extra wasted time that costs them you know their profits on the manufacturer's rep side of that question it's kind of different but you need to have a background where you know the systems you have an education with with electronics you have an aptitude for it. And then at the same time, you're able to look at things, be versatile, understand how to talk about the products that you're representing, and then be able to present that. That includes working at a distributor, working for an integrator, um, managing projects as a project manager, understanding the construction industry um, and how the construction industry is done. And then Go out there and find a rep firm where the reps are interested in training you, educating you on how to communicate, plus a sales background that is not selling products. Like if you were going to a grocery store or a, a clothing store where you say, oh, here's a shirt and here's the size and it fits the right thing and it fits and it looks good. That's it. You need a concept selling background so you can promote the products properly Um to the to the potential customer, whether that be a distributor or an integrator. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Carrie. How is somebody in contact with you? Well, you can reach me online at ismwest.com, and my number and everything is there. Otherwise, it's uh, area code 805-300-2440, and uh, I can be reached quite easily. So, yeah, they, they can just pick up the phone or drop me an email. Uh, my information on my website, uh, my email address is there. And I'm happy to talk to you. If you're interested in becoming a rep or you're interested in the industry, it'd be kind of interesting to have a conversation with you and what your perception is. All right. Well, thanks so much, Carrie. And thank you for listening to the listener. And we'll see you next time. Take care, everyone.